Hello and welcome to the Mac Yap and Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Mac. And welcome back. We got a great show lineup for today. Second episode of the second season of the Yap and Fries Movie Podcast, the podcast in which we will talk about all kinds of movie news. Movie news, anything that keeps our, in- our interest whatsoever. Movie reviews, and then after that we round out with the Malaysian Top 10 and the uh, US Top 10. This week I'll be looking at Wolverine, X-Men Wol- Origins Wolverine. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Triple barrel name. <laughs> and uh, I'll be uh, talking about a little hidden gem, this nice little obscure movie that uh, I think if you're a horror fan you might be familiar with it, but otherwise you probably won't be and you should check it out. It's uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Cool. Let's kick off with some news. All right. I'm going to start off. Uh, this week, the LA Times apparently does an uh, annual story. <laughs> an annual story, yes. Yeah. When Tell they get in more. there, they get in a teen crew, the teen movie posse. They oh, basically yeah, yeah, get yeah. a load of 15 to 16 year olds to review some trailers and give their thoughts on what they really think. None of this marketing crap, or, you know, it's basically pure marketing crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. This year, they seem to have got a right, a right share of the bastards. They love the Star Trek trailer, they love the Terminator tra- trailer. They seem to miss the point entirely with Transformers, and it really gets me worried about the next generation of people coming along. The next generation of Americans. Let, Coming let's, <laughs> let, let's be specific about this. You know, we're not saying from LA. From LA. <laughs> One of the most vacuous places on the place on the face of the earth. Some of the some of the, the the comments these guys had was just odd. Like they said, Depp is cool. Johnny Depp was always cool. This is the lead up to it. They think the kids think Depp's cool. He's untouchably cool. For comedians, they like Seth Rogen, they like Adam Sandler, Justin Long, Ben Stiller. Okay, actually, I will give props to Justin Long. I actually like Justin Long. Is that just because he's in Drag Me to Hell now? Uh, no, 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 actually. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the first Jeepers Creepers. And, uh, he, oh, yeah. And his cameo in uh, Zack and Miri Make a Porno was very funny. Huh? Did you see Zack and Miri Make a Porno? Yeah. He was um, the uh, Superman's boyfriend. The, the gay porn star. Oh. Superman's? Yeah, Brandon Ruff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, the drinks and thing, and he's yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's such a bitch. That guy, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was funny in that movie. He was. But they were like, these kids have no idea who Jared Butler or Katie Heigl are. Jared okay. Butler, I can understand, but 300 wasn't that long ago. No, not really, but then, I mean, like, a lot of people know 300, but they know the movie. They don't necessarily know, like, oh, that's Gerald Butler. You know, yeah. they, they know him as Leonidas. Yeah. <laughs> you, show him a, you show them a picture of Leonidas, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Leonidas, I know that's him. That's Spartan, dude. <laughs> Speaking of Gerald Butler, the poster for his new film Gamer, have you seen that? Oh, this movie sounds so bad. I've heard it's supposed to be bad, but the poster is cool. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. It's this, it's this uh, motion poster, like you, you, uh, you scroll over and then it has just stuff happening. It just does weird shit. I don't know how to describe it because I'm useless. I'm not good that way. But uh, what, are they, what are these little fuckers? What are these little brats? They watched the Transformers trailer and all of them gave it the lowest score out of all the trailers they'd seen for this year. And it's like, they're 17. Mm-hmm. What were they doing two years ago when the first one came out, for fuck's sake? It's like, I can't say this has got my hopes up. It's just a load of explosions. <laughs> what fucking 17-year-old doesn't want to see a load of explosions? He follows up the same kid said, it reminds me why I'm not a big fan of Michael Bay. He keeps making the same movie over and over again, as if he hopes someday he'll get it right. Hi, I'm 17 and I'm desperately trying to sound clever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it seems to be a bit of a shock though, because I didn't see these, those kind of headlines previous years, so I don't think they actually got that much of a dickhead before. No, but I think like you know the age of 17, 18, that's probably when you're trying to you're trying to grow up a bit more and Michael Bay is the perfect uh, yeah. the perfect target when you're trying to sound mature. No, no, I don't go for that shit. No, yeah, I fuck you. Fall. Fuck you. Those that exact same 17-year-old bastard is going to be first in line yeah. at the fucking theater. I was just hoping this isn't the voice of a generation otherwise it doesn't hold up for the Little Pony. These people yeah. are going to go see Transformers 2 even if they don't want even if they hate <laughs> Michael Bay. They'll they're go. still going to go and see it. 
even you know like just for the sole purpose of talking shit about him because yeah. I do know people that, I know tons of people who are, who hate Michael Bay mm-hmm. but they're all gonna go see Transformers 2 yeah. just so they can bitch and, about it yeah and they'll laugh you know? all the way through deep down you know they, they fucking love those movies yeah but it was quite surprising that Transformers was the lowest out of this race you know I mean that they, they gave they didn't seem to be that off the charts because they gave Terminator and, Trans- and Star Trek huge they said these trailers are fucking awesome we're dying to see these movies yeah, but to be fair, I mean, the people that really, really go and see Michael Bay's movies over and over again are not from L.A. Yeah. They're <laughs> hardcore, middle America, blue-collar motherfuckers. I like me some damn Transformer robot, mom. Well, <laughs> I mean, come on, man, with the amount of military stuff that he gets. Yeah. Military isn't in California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some new uh, Iron Man 2 picks that came out. Yeah. Uh, did you see these ones? Oh, I got it's- totally fucking anti-climax by John Favreau saying, you know, what was it? Uh, Scarlett Johansson turns up on set in her Black Widow outfit. Never heard, never seen a set go quiet so fast. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. hold on, guys, photo coming. And then it's a shot. It's a fucking shot of a donut, the giant donut cafe with some guys standing around outside. Yeah, I know, but you, you know, but uh, the second one was better. The second one was better, but the reason why, like, uh, it was setting up the second shot because yeah. the first shot was um, uh, was that huge uh, giant donut sign in L.A. Randy's Donuts. It's a landmark there. Mm. Um, the first pick was just of that huge giant donut stuff. And um, the, the second pick was sort of like a medium close-up pick of... Um, Robert Downey Jr. just hanging. Robert Downey Jr. just chilling. And it looks like he's kind of caught off guard, but from what I can tell, that's kind of the scene they're shooting. Yeah. Uh, because... It could be, it's actually a stills photographer, it's not a, it's not a press wrap. Um, no, I don't, I mean, I, it is definitely between takes. Yeah. But the scene they're shooting takes place on that sign. Oh, okay. Uh, because there's a, there was a later bunch of photographs that Is he in the donut? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a storm drain wall. There was a whole bunch of pictures that got uh, released this morning, I think, oh. uh, that involved Samuel Jackson. So the scene they're shooting there is a scene where basically um, Iron Man has just decided to stop there for a donut break. <laughs> and Nick Fury's on the ground basically shouting at him. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, there were some, there was some uh, people like uh, on-site wit- uh, witnesses who were extras or something. Yeah. And they said that that was, that was the scene, is that like, you know, Nick Fury on the ground looking up at the donut sign, just, yep. just shouting. Yeah. <laughs> just shouting at Tony Stark. But uh, yeah, they look cool. And Twitter is becoming fucking news news item of choice these days. It's like that's where your scoops come. Uh, Do you see Michael Sheen during the week? Michael yeah. Sheen gave into was hinting on his Twitter that he was a non-human villain in a secret project that he couldn't talk about. But he did. He was taking guesses from his Twitter followers, uh-huh. and people were guessing all this kind of stuff. And when he said, "He's a, are you a big bad villain or a '70s rock star?" He said he was close. It is shooting in Vancouver, which another movie which I'll mention in a second is also shooting. Oh. And when he was at, then he later asked his followers what's your favorite Jeff Bridges movie uh-huh, uh-huh. and then he followed that up with um, it's good to see so many of my Tron, of Tron fans here on the site so it looks like oh. it could be cast as well but it's not being announced whatsoever from any sweet. other medium but it's kind of cool <laughs> just, he was just like he was dragging these fuckers along I managed to catch it at the end but fucking hell it must be like torture listening to this fuck Michael Sheen is also in the uh, is he in Twilight the, he's also in the second installment of Twilight and he's also in Alice in Wonderland and he was saying he's, I think he said at the beginning categorically what I'm shooting now is not on those projects and that's what started this whole kind of you know following uh-huh, him uh-huh. shit going on but that's kind of cool that, that he had answered their questions like that and as soon as someone guessed Tron the responses stopped <laughs> Sweet. If he if he takes over David Warner, I'll be I'll be stoked. I'd like to see David Warner in there so much. No, I really want to see. I, I want to see David Warner in every single movie. David Warner is just one of those people that he used to be one of those uh, actors. That I would he he fell under the Michael Ironside and Carl Weathers uh, category. Well, he's uh, he's Christopher Walken, but he does more sci-fi. 
Uh, yeah, he doesn't. Because he's in every fucking Star Trek movie, as far as I can tell. But he always fell into that uh, sort of like the same category that actors like Michael Ironside and Michael Bean and Carl Weathers fall into. You love them, but they never seem to be. They're not. They, like, never, they never make leave, it through the movie. They never leave the movies, though. They're never like you know starring Michael Ironside. It's also starring Michael Ironside, and you go yay. And and they almost almost always no don't make it through the movie. They always die. Those like Carl Weathers all fucking dies. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's why I guarantee you, if you ask him what his favorite movie is, he'll probably say Action Jackson. Because he got to live the whole way through. I remember when that movie was coming out, watching him on Entertainment Tonight, and he was like, "I get to live." <laughs> he actually was saying that shit. You know, so it's like, God, I hope he didn't. You know, hope he didn't take it just because of that. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the movie was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Action Jackson. Action Jackson. But yeah, David Warner and everything. Yeah. Every, every, you know, like every single movie should star David Warner. As evil. I've been a fan of his ever since he got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw that later on, but I mean, I saw him, in, I saw him as evil in um, the Time Bandits. He was in, like, he was, yeah. in, he was in Star Trek Five as one of the ambassadors. In Star Trek Six as mm-hmm. one of the uh, other guys. He just turns up in places. Just like it's David fucking Warner. It was like they, that was our shout before it was it's Christopher fucking Walken. Back home, that's what we used to do. It was like, ah, oh, it's David fucking Warner. I said it was David Warner before before I said it was Sam Neill in the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam Neill had been on the screen like two five minutes. All right. <laughs> Going back to Transformers 2 just for a little bit, have you seen the final poster? Poster is the series, is it? No, no, there's the final one. No, I've seen the final one sheet, no. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's got like these really two big images of uh, Prime and Bumblebee, and Prime looks fucked up. Yeah. He looks like his face is all like fucking smashed. Devastated. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the, in the background, you got like helicopters and all kinds of bay heads. Oh, and then in the, for, in the foreground, you got the pyramids. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, with uh, the, two, the two human leads in the. Uh, Right, like right at the bottom there. I mean, the po- the poster is just robots. Yeah. Just those two massive robots. Like the the human the human characters are just like the small little thing. Uh, yeah. Just above the title, which is good, which is good. Cause I, I I don't know why. Like I I'm not that crazy about Shia LaBeouf all of a sudden. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Yeah. All of a sudden for the last I don't know what year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's like I like him. I just don't think he should be in every single fucking movie that's being made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pretty soon we're just gonna have the Cineplexes full of directed by Guillermo del Toro, starring Sheila Booth. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's the young, the young Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Remember at one point in the '90s, every single movie starred Tommy Lee yeah. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the year Natural Born Killers came out, Tommy Lee Jones was also in every single movie. That came out. <laughs> I care about that year. Busy guy. <laughs> oh God. Uh, here's something interesting. Uh, Christina Ricci. Uh, quite a long time ago, she starred in this short film. Um, adaptation of uh, The Little Red Riding Hood mm-hmm. and it's directed by this guy David Kaplan uh, mm. I haven't heard of this guy have you heard of him? I think you mentioned him before I have? on this cast Kaplan sounds familiar anyway okay don't get him mixed up with Jonathan Kaplan he hasn't worked in years oh. uh, but it's okay this is coming out on DVD on June 16th um, with uh, David Kaplan's other shorts uh, which is uh, Little Sucker Thumb and The Frog King oh nice yeah and uh, the, there's a trailer for, uh, for this on um, Shock Till You Drop Dot com, and it's it actually looks really really good. Uh, you can it, it screened at over fifty international festivals. It screened at Sundance. But well, it didn't get a proper full release. No, no, not it even didn't. an Ernest release, did it? But uh, no, I don't think it did. But it won a few awards. Uh, it won the Silver Hugo Award at the Chicago International Film Festival. Hmm. And the trailer does look interesting. Yeah, although their marketing department needs to lay off the caps. Yeah, this is like an intriguing and sexy movie. One of the most suspenseful erotic thrillers ever I mean that you know because we want to sell it to 17 year olds yeah exactly see that same motherfucker will probably watch this trailer oh yeah so well made oh I love the the tone it's exactly how I would have done it yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to see Michael Bay try something like that (laughs) (laughs) but it looks good it does look good 
It does look good. I mean, and it looks like a nice quirky little DVD purchase. Mm. You know, it's kind of shit. Like you know, if you you know, you just hand it over the counter, and there's a chick there. She'd look at it and go, "Oh, fascinating." Mm. Yeah. Let's go to an art festival. What's your number? <laughs> <laughs> there was news this week. One of these. I think we mentioned the blacklist scripts before, where they have the votes every year for the scripts that everyone thinks is awesome, but no one can get made. Uh-huh. One of these is called The Beaver. With, is going into pre-production with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, that's right. Yeah. This had previously had Steve Carroll and um, Jay Roach attached to direct. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the last time I reported on it. It was only because they had the blacklist kind is of awards. Like, and then they had the following week they had, oh, this one's actually getting made. But it's about a guy who has a beaver puppet on his hand and talks to it and it talks back to him the whole time. <coughs> and it's supposed to be one of these, it's one of these, I can't remember, I think things like maybe, I don't know if Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was on the blacklist for a while. It's written by Shane Black. Mm-hmm. Maybe on the blacklist, but maybe it was called after him. Oh, is this written by Shane Black? No, no. But I'm just saying that you know, there was a load of, I can't remember, I'm not sure what, I tried to, didn't have time to look up what other movies were on the blacklist that got made, but they're mm. all usually things like that push the envelope in cinema, photography a little bit, or in the, uh, the concept of the movie a little bit. Total Recall is also one of those movies. Yeah. They're, they're just like, I mean, lots of movies are like that, actually. Yeah. A lot, a lot of films, like, just take forever to get made. But this is, a, this, the, the, this is the, of that crop of that forever, take forever to get made. Isn't, this isn't, is like all the executives of people voting on saying, this is a fucking awesome movie, but it's not right right now, yeah. or it, why isn't this being made kind of thing. Isn't uh, isn't Jodie Foster attached to direct it? That was the weird thing, yeah. Jodie Foster. Because I remember reading like the weird, the, you know, the obvious. They're talking about it. She's not not committed yet, but it's just like, what was the last movie she directed? Home for the Holidays. Mm. Was, was it Home for the Holidays or was it something else? I always I just have the concept she does issue movies. Not really. I mean, her, the movies that she does tend to be like, okay. Well, Little Mad Tate, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Home for the Holidays. That's was, probably the only one I've watched. Uh, I, I I liked Home for the Holidays. Yeah. It had a great cast. Holly Hunter, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, There's been bits and pieces of it. A whole bunch of other people that I know I'm forgetting, but uh, I remember being very Charles Durning, I think, as well. But she's not really proven her chops as a director in any major field yet. No, she? not really. I mean, like, you know, she hasn't. It's it, They've been pretty, you know, small little quirky little movies. I don't think yeah. she's done anything major in terms of, like, you know, a huge budget. Yeah, yeah. Some other news as well about a uh, new type. New remake as well. Um, Strange case of Dr. Jekyll of uh, Mr. Hyde, yeah. starring Keanu Reeves. <laughs> this is just fucked up. This is just fucking weird. <laughs> but it's one of those. It's it's one of those things that could actually be brilliant. It could be. It could be. I mean, because the guy's gonna have no no choice yeah. but to just go nuts. Have you seen that um, Stephen Moffat's Jekyll that was on Dumfries UK TV? No, no. Is it good? Yeah, because that's why like that's a high watermark for me in the Jekyll stories because it's modern, but it actually uses the book as if it was. It, it mentions it's a book and they mention, they reference it, but it actually there was a Henry Jekyll, but his name was something different. This is a. And it, but it does it very cool. And um, guy from the Yellow Pages, I was back in the UK. I can never remember his name, but he was fantastic as Jekyll. You like he was he was like a Joker type villain. Mm-hmm. Would have he would fucking tear your throat out, but he'd make a really funny comment. And for that, uh, any Jekyll movie from now on has had to surpass that. You know. Well, what, what what's interesting about this? I mean, like, uh, there it's a contemporary setting. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it's just they're just calling it Jekyll. Oh, are they? Yeah. It's not that Jekyll. was the that's how they did the previous one as well. Yeah, it's like not Jekyll and Hyde. It's just Jekyll, and it's uh, it's a contemporary setting. What's what what does kind of make it a little interesting is that it's um, the guy who's uh, doing the script, uh, Justin. Uh, Hafey, I think his name is. He did. He uh, did Revolutionary Road. Yeah. And The Clearing. Uh, you know, so not schlocky movies. It's not schlocky movies. So I mean, like that's that's kind of interesting. And um, Nicholas Winding Refn, is that how you pronounce his name? I he's know. he's uh, Danish. He's he directed Bronson and the Pusher series. Oh right. And uh, he's in talks to direct. And I haven't seen Bronson, but I've, the reviews have been glowing. That's it, the UK criminal guy. Yeah, yeah, They've yeah. They've been glowing, but in a way, it's like this is a very great movie. But oh god, the guy's a creep. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, so, to, so for that, that, that uh, kind of screenwriter and yeah. that kind of director coming on board, it could be something very interesting. So, I mean, fingers crossed. And when, and I think when, when Keanu Reeves has a good director, he's, he, he is a lot better than we give him shit for. Yeah, yeah. He's less wooden. <laughs> Canoe. <laughs> Nanu. Some uh, Rob Rodriguez news this week. Did you see this? That Whoa, I got a split personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoa. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. It's not uh, the whole... That's dude. Gotta, that, that must suck for him because yeah. technically he hasn't said the word dude in a movie in fucking years. But every movie magazine and website has a publicity picture of him and just the caption is... Dude. Yeah, I mean, the last time he said whoa in a film was the first Matrix. Mm. That was the last time he said whoa. That's he sealed it. That was one phase of his life. So, shut the door. Uh, but we're talking about some uh, Rodriguez news. Um, I'm just having trouble imagining Ke- Keanu Reeves getting really angry. <laughs> yeah, he's like, You know what I mean? Like, getting really crazy and angry. <laughs> yeah, I just can't see it. I can yeah, just see him, like, like, you know, I'm really pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> Gillian Rapier. Uh, but it's genius casting, though. I mean, like, I'd, I'd, I'd go and see it. Okay, third time lucky. Robert Rodriguez this week. <laughs> it turns out his uh, Barbarella's dead. Yeah, 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 I read about that. Yeah, so the, the, only, the only money, there's going to go to 80 million. There was no way they were doing it. They're going to get 70 million from a German company, but he said he couldn't. He had to write or shoot it and post it there. And that was just going to kill him because he's, I don't know, he's five fucking kids. How does he get time to make movies? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So he's <laughs> off that. No, that's dead. We said he might re-release the pre-production there because it was kind of cool. But um, one of the things that they're saying is that Predators is now, he won't be signed on to direct, he'll just be producing it. Yeah, just be producing it. Yeah, and it's now, it's actually, it's going to be a sequel to the first movie, isn't it? Almost tied directly and thematically tie in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of commandos versus a whole race of Predators, which sounds just like aliens. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. God. But uh, the bloody disgusting website had an, uh, the news saying that there's no he's, he's producing but not directing. There's no director attached, but they're looking to release it in July 9th, 2010. Well, that's uh, well. I mean, but Rodriguez generally shoots very fast. Yeah, but so he's not I, shooting. I know, but I, I would imagine like if he's producing, that must be part of his setup. Is you know, is that he does have sort of creative control. I guess. To, to, to some degree of creative control of, of how things are managed, budget wise, and everything, because it's his fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> But it just seems like a very quick turnaround. It'll, it'll, be like a, it'll be like a Del Toro sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Del Toro, I mean, like, you know, th- these days, the movies he produces look, look exactly like the movies he directs. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> He's actually I mean, cloning himself. Watching The Orphanage, I'm like, you sure he didn't direct this? <laughs> Dude, this is... It's like it's like they put deleted scenes from Pan's Lab- Labyrinth and put, put them it together. together, put it together <laughs> shot some extra stuff with this woman running around looking concerned and scared. <laughs> the occasional still of this kid with a mask on, which was bu- that was fucking scary. That's I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um, I, I have it. I had it on DVD. And I don't know where I put it. It's one of those bizarre horror movies that just like fucks with you. <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's why I'm putting it off. Uh, okay, good news, Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner's not doing Conan due to scheduling conflicts. Oh, actually, it's down to timing. As in, time's not right because he's not a good director maybe in 50 years. Uh, but uh, Chud reports that James McTeague might be taking over. Hmm. James McTeague, is, he's the guy who uh, directed uh, V for Vendetta, the upcoming ninja assassin. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It's a more of a fit. <laughs> It's, 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 a, it's a better fit. I mean, if it's, if it's, if it's a choice between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. McTeague all the way. Do it, McTeague! Slam dunk the shit! 
If it's a choice between Brett Ratner and a lump of cheese, you'll choose the cheese every time. <coughs> I wasn't even going to say pork, because you'll obviously choose the pork over anyway. <laughs> Brett Ratner. Oh, God. He don't get no. He don't get no shit. Yeah. Jason Statham. Jason Statham? Taking over. Uh, he's uh, not taking over. He's uh, Yeah, he's taking over the Charles Bronson uh, role in the remake of The Mechanic. I saw a little bit of this, but I don't remember the original, so I didn't bother. Uh, it's about a hitman who is planning to retire when a young man... And this young guy asked asked him to you know be his padawan mm. <laughs> if he can be his padawan. It's Leon with a chick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, only this uh, young padawan turns out to be. Stop uh, saying padawan. It's <laughs> young. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she is too old. Too old to complete the training. <laughs> There's a lot more Kermit the Frog than Yoda. <laughs> Come on, dude. There's a very good reason for that. I'm not Frank Oz. You're not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'd be someone. I'd be, I'd be rich if I was. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, this uh, this young guy turns out to be the son of one of the mechanic's previous old victims. Going in for revenge. Something like that. So it's basically they're remaking um, the mechanic and the demolitionist. Pretty much. <laughs> I have not seen the original, so I mean, like, uh, I got no emotional attachment. So I'm like, bring it on. It's Jason, Jason Statham. <laughs> I still haven't seen Transporter Three yet. Actually, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. It's quite shit. Yeah. It's quite but shit. But it's Jason Statham. It's Jason Statham. Do you see Death Race yet? Huh? Do you see Death Race yet? Yeah. 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 He's great. In that. He's great in that. Yeah, yeah. Fucking that, that shot with the tanker, with, with, the, with the trailer, that was fucking brilliant. Because they did it live. They didn't live. no CGI, none of that shit. You know, you know who else does a lot of things live? Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Eat that shit, you 17 year old motherfuckers. <laughs> you get more? Uh, yeah, uh, we might, seeing as you're going to review Wolverine, we might as well talk about the... Uh, massive box office we got. Massive, massive box office, and also, because of that, the sequel has been greenlit, and so has the Deadpool movie. Yeah, but the, the Deadpool thing, as I get to my review, it's not in it much, he's not crying. I'm not sure, I mean, I'm, this, I, Deadpool's going to be dead before it gets into pre-production. Mm-hmm. Off this, if, if they're planning off the hype off this, no, it's not, there's not enough. I know, but actually, if you go according to sort of like uh, the general consensus online, everyone really liked him as Deadpool. Oh, yeah. In the 3.5 minutes he's in it. No, no, but uh, a lot of people would even go so far as to say that they, you know, it's like they, they, they wished it was more his movie. Yeah. You know, in that regard. Yeah, because yeah, one, one of the things I've heard about Wolverine is that it's uh, kind of, it's like, it's, you know, character-wise, just... Weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, they're, they're, the sequel is supposedly planned for Japan. Yeah. You, you can tie into that uh, when, when you get to your review. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Deadpool, I think the main thing is is that just you know get rid of that sewn up, sewn up mouth. Again, <laughs> there's I think one of the extra they've said one of the extra bits they put different extra bits on the movie at the end after the credits in different cinemas, which is one of the dumbest boneheaded moves I've ever heard. It's like marketing trying to get you to go see the movie twice. I'm not going to see the movie twice just for this. The days of people going to see a movie because there's a Star Wars trailer attached are over. <laughs> <laughs> I never did that. No. <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. What was that? There was the first Star Wars yeah, yeah, was attached yeah, to some terrible was, fucking. It movie. was attached to Wing Commander. <laughs> no way, it was not. In the states, it was. Really? It was attached to Wing Commander. It shot up the charts. No, it was like rumored that yeah. it would be on Wing Commander. So a whole bunch of people went to see Wing Commander. <laughs> Felt cheated yeah. and despondent with their lives. <laughs> Well, yeah, lots of money. Will be too in Japan, so it'll probably cost the storylines that Gavin and I know, where he's like, you know, works with samurai, gets with this hot chick, kind of. Does she die or he kills her? Someone's after him, he kills her, and then she comes back, and all this stuff happens. It's all very samurai and bushido and mm-hmm. way of the warrior kind of crap. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, it could be interesting. I mean, Hugh Jackson is quite good in the movie, but it's just like, it's Hugh Jackson. It's like, where's the rest of the movie? Like, I can see his part. Anywho. Trailers? A bit more news first. We have the TV news. Titan Maximum. I'm interested in this. Is um, The guys who do Robot Chicken, Seth Green and those crap. Mm-hmm. They're putting together a new show, which is based on all those old 80s cartoons where a series of teenagers or kids had to drive these giant robots that would come together to form one giant robot and face the bad guy every week. Mm-hmm. And this is taking the piss out of And What it would actually be like if you had kids driving these fucking things? And one of their number goes rogue. They've been disbanded. They might be like, you know, disaffected teenagers by this point. Mm-hmm. One of their number has gone rogue and is threatening life as we know it. So they have to reteam and just fuck it up. <laughs> So, dysfunctional teens pilot giant robots. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I don't get to catch, get to catch enough Robot Chicken because it's just fucking hilarious. No, Robot Chicken's good fun. Yeah. It's really, really, really good fun. A little, little bit on the MTV Movie Awards. Don't really give a shit about the MTV Movie Awards, but they do have a, some, a new category this year, which what is the, the best what the fuck moment, <laughs> which is genius. We should have thought of it first. We should have. Because like the, the nominations are Baby Mama peeing in the sink. Um, wanted curved bullet kill slumdog jumping in poop uh, Tropic Thunder tasting the decapitated head forgetting Sarah Marshall the naked breakup but it's like it's just it's an odd category and I just love yeah, yeah. that the Tropic Thunder tasting the head's gotta get it you think? oh yeah I love that <laughs> because curving the bullet's like cool but this is like what the fuck yeah that was fucking funny yeah sick <laughs> um, uh, and then there's like quite a, like a like best kiss, I think I think Sean Penn and James Franco are gonna get it. You reckon? Yeah, from Milk. <laughs> I saw it. I saw and this it. year everyone's voting, so the, you know the, the best. Some of the stuff gets voted up until the end. I think mm-hmm. some of them they only vote for the categories. But if it is, then something completely stupid will win, yeah. just because people already it's like hey, let's let's ring it six hundred times. <laughs> and finally for the news, um, I didn't even know this was being made. There was a review on Ain't It Cool talking of the shark still working. I saw the heading. I didn't. I didn't read it. Yeah, it seems it's a documentary made about the making of Jaws. Cool. And it's about two and a half hours long, um, and it seems to be a lot of extra footage, and it has all the guys talking about working on it. And some one of the guys, who, there was the guy who posted the, the review, he'd seen the preview, big Jaws fan. Um, he said there's some stuff like Jaws Fest, which I presume is a con, which is a bit mawkish, but they have things with Dreyfus and um, Roy Schneider that they're saying about working with um, Quint. Oh, um, Robert. No. Rob. Ro- fuck. Uh, <laughs> Robert Shaw! Robert Shaw. <laughs> oh, shit. Because apparently him and Shaw and Dreyfus didn't get on. I never knew that before. But it's like, they, tell, they say a lot of things in this that was not said before. And coming from someone who knows the shit they've seen before and has seen the deleted scenes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they said that a lot of it is kind of handheld. So it's supposed to be just quite good. It's like a good solid four out of five movie. But um, I didn't even know it was being made. I'd always be interested in seeing more about Bruce. Yeah, no, cool, cool. Moving on the trailers. Okay. Saw the trailer for Whatever Works. Yes. This looks very funny. Larry David, directed by Woody Allen? Direct, written written, written and directed by Woody Allen. Uh, Larry David, Ed Begley Jr., who's always good value. Ed Begley Jr. is Ed fantastic. Ed Begley Jr. is fucking a legend. And he's he's playing a, he's playing a guy with a southern accent, like God-fearing southern, southern Christian. Yeah, it's like Larry David just keeps having these people turn up in his fucking life that are idiots and Bible push belts, and he's playing Larry David. Yeah. And he's just giving. I love the narration. It's the like game. you step. He's just stepped out of the curvy, curvy, curvy enthusiasm set. Yeah, and just like, okay, me sh- okay I got five minutes. Because he's a shamil. He is. He's a total fucking dickhead. But like, you get to, you, because you understand why he's a dickhead, you follow him with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I love the scene where he's talking. It shows him talking directly to the camera and saying, yeah. "Oh, like a shit with all this kind of stuff." And then like it cuts to this couple across the road, a little little kids like, "Mommy, why is that man talking to nobody?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good fun. Evan Rachel Woods in it. Yeah, uh, she's the ditz. Yeah, she's the ditz, and Patricia Clarkson is in it, who, who I, I'm a huge fan of. 
I think she's hot. She's the wife? Yeah, uh, she's um, Evan, Rich, Evan Rachel Wood's uh, mother. Mom. Yeah, yeah. Ed Begley, Ed Begley Jr.'s uh, wife. wife. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Patricia Clarkson, she's like, she's the new Susan Sarandon. No, all right. She, like, she just does it for, for me. you. <laughs> she just does it for me in the uh, slightly older redhead department. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the trailer at the cinema actually, Blood, The Last Vampire. Oh, yeah? How's it look? That looks cool, actually. I've seen the original cartoon on Animax here, mm -hmm. and it's pretty depressing and pretty dark, and it's like, it's very well animated, but it's very well animated doing enough. You know, they, they spend the time doing nothing a lot of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of that shit. But no, it's not in the way as in, you know, they just have a static background to save money. It's actually just they highly animate nothing happening. <laughs> Beautifully. No. Nothing I, happens. Beautifully. I know. It's like French anime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like Sonatine is the French fucking gangster movie. It's like French cinema, you know, I'll just have a 15 minute shot of a cup of coffee, but it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> but this looks cool, looks like some chapsucky good uh, sword action. It's uh, Blood is the last vampire, uh, the last normal type of vampire, and she's fighting off against these other vampires, more like bats and more like animalistic. But she's a, basically a Japanese schoolgirl with a sword. It's go-go versus vampires, basically. Sweet. And it, it does look like, it does look well made, well made and the, the effects look cool. Especially on the big screen when I saw it last night. Excellent. I saw the trailer for H2. Halloween 2? Halloween 2, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It looks like a Rod Zombie movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Everything yeah. you would expect from Rod Zombie. You know? Yeah. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, I finally saw the trailer for Little Ashes as well, although I accidentally clicked on the link for the uh, scene segment instead of the actual trailer. Yeah, so, I did that the first time too. I was like, what? So I was looking at the two of them swimming and holding hands going, this is a really fucked up trailer. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the gayest trailer I've ever seen. Yep. Then I watched the trailer and then, oh my god, what you were saying about last week about Robert Pattinson acting the way you expect him to? Yeah. When they do the reveal of Dali with the crazy tash when he's slightly older, it's so bad. I know. It's like, <laughs> he looks like the Count for fuck's sake. <laughs> but you see what I mean, right? Yeah. Exactly how you would imagine him doing it? Badly. <laughs> so badly. I, but my notes, little ashes. <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered. I, I need Pattinson playing Dully like I need Vincent Chase playing Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> there was some casting news about Green Lantern during the week. Yeah, Bradley it? Cooper. <coughs> yeah, Bradley Cooper, who hasn't been an awful lot. Uh, he was in Alias, and uh, he's just not that into you, and he was the prick in Wedding Crashers. Mm. And he was the lead in Midnight Meat Train. Oh, yes, which I still haven't seen. Yeah, which you still seven. haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's awesome in that. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about him casting, but it was like, were they talking about him casting or someone said he was great in this new movie he's coming out and... The Hangover. The Hangover, and because of that he should get Green Lantern. But it was just like a rumor scuttlebutt, or was that like... No, it's like, uh, apparently he is on he he is on the shortlist. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris Pine's name was mentioned as well. I mean, after watching him in Star Trek... Oh, I, he could be Hal Jordan. He could no, be Hal Jordan. Jordan. Because Hal Jordan, no, Hal Jordan and, and uh, Kirk, Captain Kirk, they're very the same. You know, the two of them would meet in the bar, they'd be fucking showing, you know, measuring each other's cocks against each other in <laughs> 10 seconds. Uh, what'd you say? Snapping each other's cocks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you said it, right? Mm. <laughs> it's a I know. I know. Uh, I saw you cut the trade of Hump Day. Hump Day, yes. Yeah, I wasn't. Like, not. It looked like a docurama, and then it wasn't, and then it looked like a comedy, but then it was like more of a documentary kind of style. It was like. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just uh, thought it was kind of interesting. Like this whole idea of straight guys for no strange for some fucking stupid reason. Yeah. Just deciding to make a porn. We have to make a porn. No, it's beyond gay. Yeah, we have. You know, we have to do it together. It's like it's just like. It's just the, the concept behind yeah. it. It's just like fucked my head up. No, the concept's funny, but it just, I just imagine I was thinking actually after when I started, saw the synopsis, I was expecting more of a Seth Rogen, James Franco style deal. <laughs> I know. But it, but it has that documentary style about it, which kind of takes you out of it. It's not to make it like not less Adam Sandler. Because mm -hmm. it could be, it, it does sound like a Seth Rogen movie. Totally. So, I also saw the trailer for 9.99. 
there's a weird little animated stop motion, stop motion movie with real people, no animals, no talking animals, stuff like that. And it's all about, it looks like kind of a shortcuts, but about the meaning of life, a little bit like a claymation, um, waking life. Mm-hmm. Oh, like rotoscope sort of thing? Not really, it's it's claymation, or it's claymation, it's stop motion, but it's like a series of all these little stories and they're all related to the meaning of oh, life. I see, it's I see, like, I see. And 9.99 is the cost of the book, The Meaning of Life. Right. And Jeffrey Rush is in it playing this guy who's like got angel wings, and the guy's like, are you an angel? He says, no, it's a really big pigeon. <laughs> the fuck? I know. It just looks weird. So you've got those sections, you've got this other guy arguing with his dad about the meaning of life, and you've got sections of people, a couple who likes the guy shaped, and just weird stuff like that. So it's a, it looks very an ensemble kind of piece, and if it was an actual movie, it would look you know, quite interesting, but it's just the animation's a bit off-putting a little bit. Okay. Because well. it, it, they're potato head kind of characters. It's right, just, right. It doesn't look, you know, it's like the, uh, it's a bit like Robot Chicken. <laughs> You know, oh, really? the pieces of paper moving for the mouse kind of thing. Oh, shit. It looks a bit like that. And that's going to be a comparison. Just like slightly wear. better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. More arty. And, and it's been runner-up and winner of some uh, cinema prizes or some um, arts festival prizes. Cool. Mm. So, yeah, I'll check that out. Looks interesting. I saw the trailer for Give Him Hell, Malone. Yeah. This is sweet. This yeah, is sweet. It's This is like a nice little noir flick with uh, Thomas Jane and um, Ving Rhames. Yeah, Ving Rhames didn't seem in the trailer whatsoever. Uh, in in the in the in the con trailer, he's in there. Yeah, he's in there a fair bit, and he's got like a killer line at the end of the trailer. Yeah. Uh, but it just looks like when you first watch the, when you first watch it, like especially the con promo, it looks like it could be somewhat cheesy. Yeah. But then as soon as you realize that that's just the world it inhabits, it's really good fun. Yeah. It's like real good. It feels like an '80s movie in in some way, like the kind of like cheesy noir flicks that would still come out in the '80s. Yeah. yeah. That was probably when the last. That was like the last decade of cheesy noir. Yeah. After that, everyone was trying to be ultra fucking real about everything. <laughs> when really, you know, like, noir is... It's noir. <laughs> uh, one last trailer I caught this week was... Uh, I don't know if it came out this week or came out previously. was the third trailer for Terminator 4. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. This is the one the Nine Inch Nails soundtrack. This is the one for MTV, motherfucker. All the other ones before had sold me already because they had, like, the... Mm-hmm. They had that. They referenced what we want to see. We saw some um, T800, T600 action. All good. Looks like a deep, artful movie. This is the popcorn generation one with the shit exploding and the rocking tunes. And I really, really love that. I'm, I'm so hyped now. There's also a, a four-minute trailer. Yeah, so uh, there's a four-minute... Is it a feature or something or is it a trailer? It's a, it's a trailer, but um, it, it shows more complete dialogue stuff, like little, little character beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very nice. Very, very cool. I mean... I'm looking forward to this movie. I mean, what can I say? Yeah. Like the stuff that I've seen so far has just been really, really, really cool. We've only got another twenty something, eight, nineteen days. Yeah, yeah. That's just sounded like. What? Just now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was supposed to be saying. Uh, yeah, District Nine. The um, this was the uh, the unblurred and uh, the subtitled trailer. Which, um, I mean, it's, it's, ex- it's exactly the same, except that this time you know what the aliens are saying and you can actually see their faces. And, and they're pretty pathetic looking for Yeah, yeah, but it, but it just, it looks cool. Yeah. It looks cool. I, this is one movie that I am very curious about, looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, because the documentary style of it does kind of throw you a little bit as to what it's about, because all the advertising has been like that, as if it's a documentary. Mm-hmm. But it is a narrative movie. There is, it's, it's about a guy who gets thrown in with the aliens for some reason and shit happens to him. Oh, right. And also, the, had you not seen that? Have you not heard that? Uh, no. And uh, the no, no. Sorry, yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, but the, one of the things that also is quite interesting about the film is that um, this would be the team that did Halo. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, but fucking everyone's fucking around on that. 
Uh-huh. That would be the biggest fucking spectacle movie ever. Giant fucking rings in space with aliens that you just can't do a man in a suit. <laughs> and, you know, they speak English and little shit, little shit runs run away when you shoot them. He's here, run away. I just seen that like the fucking Weta Digital built the fucking Warthog. The Jeep in it, which is just kick ass. They built one mm-hmm. for the hell of it anyway. They even have the machine gun mounted on the back and they just take it out for spins. Do you like the Halo toys? I've seen some of them. I haven't managed to get any, but like some of them are cool. Some of them don't look so good in the flesh, like the Elites. In the mm-hmm. first game, you couldn't really make out their faces because the graphics weren't so good, but now you see them and they've got this weird kind of predator thing going on, it looks kind of shit. Mm-hmm. The apes look cool. There's like those big ape guys. And I saw recently there's a new one. It's more of a statuette than a... Yeah, it's just the one with the... He's like that. He's like that. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. The, there's, the, there's the pikes behind him with the flood on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw those yesterday in town. Yeah. What do you think of those? Very nice. They're kind of cool. And the Master Chief just looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's a cool outfit. That's one of the... No, things. it's a cool visual. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know shit about the game, but had they done the movie, I would have been first in line. <laughs> yeah, and it would be one of those things where people are saying, you shouldn't take his helmet off. <laughs> we'll be Jake's dreading it. That was all the trailers I saw. Yeah. This week's reviews. This week I saw Wolverine. X-Men Origins, Wolverine. What's the verdict? <sighs> Meh. Yeah. It's about a man who doesn't know who he is, or rather he does know who he is, but we know later on he won't know who he is. Okay, but all right, forget about like- uh, Actually, it's about a man and his dog. Lee Schreiber just is a dog in this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just as an action film. As an action film, it disappoints. It's a story of Wolverine even, before- even as, even as an action film, it disappoints. Yeah. Uh, it's Wolverine when he was starting, it's Wolverine's backstory essentially, where he got to before he walked into that bar in X-Men 1. So, um, Hugh Jackman's great in it, and I have this, it opens with this great montage, which you've probably seen from the trailers, where they have Wolverine and his brother, or his, you know, their, they are actually brothers, yeah, fighting in all these different wars because that's just what they do. And it has like, uh, Sabretooth bounding through the fucking, um, Civil War. But it has that. They have a lot of. They have the kind of the kind of. They have the action, and it pauses, and the credit comes up, and they kind of rotate around an element in it. So it is a very action, actually, a very cool opening sequence. Mm-hmm. But in that opening sequence, you see as the wars get close to the present day, you get Vietnam. I think uh, before after before Vietnam was Korea, and then there's Vietnam, mm-hmm. and you see Jackman getting annoyed with that. Um, the show was going too far, mm-hmm. and that actually sets up the start of the movie where he has. It's basically you know he's doing shit in Vietnam. It, it could be Vietnam. It looks like Vietnam. But one of the things in this movie is they don't date the movie, which is ridiculous. Logan has lived for ages. Once you realize that um, it's past World War II, it's past Vietnam, after that point, there's no indication of when this is happening or how long it's taken for him to leave, you know, join Weapon X and then leave Weapon X and they are found again by Weapon X. There's no like two years later. No, there's no two years later. There's no 1979. I didn't even notice any music in the movie that would date it. They just—it was an int- a very odd choice to make when it's, it's a ret- it's supposed to be a retro movie. A retro movie. It's supposed to be set before X Men One, so. I mean, Weapon X uh, uh, is supposed to be in—it's in the eighties. Is it? I think so. Yeah. Or is it that was that the, the latest one, or was it before? Was it the seventies when it was written in the eighties? Was it written in the eighties or nineties? Hmm. No, I mean like the the comic. Yeah. Uh, the, the comic was in the eighties. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not too sure actually. Yeah. I mean, no, the comic was definitely in the eighties, but uh, when Wolverine went into Weapon X, I think it was in the eighties. But anywho, um, so he just himself and his brother are doing this shit. They get caught doing this shit, and they join this team with like uh, Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson and all these other guys. And again, it just gets a bit too much for Wolverine. He skips out. He thinks he can walk away from it. And later on, people start getting killed, and it's all you know down to him. Does he cry in this movie? Um, he doesn't really cry. He does a lot of crane shots. Ah no! <laughs> he does scream at the sky a lot. That was the thing about all the X-Men movies, is like, you, you know, 
Wolverine cried in every single one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, Wolverine doesn't cry. Yeah, exactly. But the, 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 the central relationship between Hugh Jackman and Liv Schreiber is very... Liv Schreiber is great in this. I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. the striker now. He's like, he's not at all, you know, the standard saber tooth because he's got the short haircut and he's got those massive mutton chops. But he sells the role and he is sadistic and he funny with it. He is? Yeah. Cool. It's like when Wolverine shows him, when Wolverine first shows him the claws, the, the silver claws as opposed to the bone claws he has originally. Mm-hmm. He just goes, ooh, shiny. <laughs> and it's got that timber in his voice, you know what I mean? This is like, fuck me. I hear that uh, there were a couple of like effect shots where the claws look terrible. The claws look good, most of it, I thought. Um, oh, sorry, Wolverine's claws. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of shots in that, it's like you can see he's acting without anything there that they didn't superimpose over anything, and as a result, it just looks wrong. The light's wrong, something's wrong with it. A lot of the other effects on um, the blue screen work are the back, project, the back work to fill in the background, the digital backgrounds, is you're looking at different lighting on people, which is always takes you. The last time I saw it this bad was in The Mummy, for fuck's sake. Because The Mummy never really pays attention to where the fuck the light's coming from mm-hmm. in the live action and the actual background animation. Mm-hmm. But some of this was ropey, and there was some cool action scenes that should have been cool, like the, the climactic battle, but it was just a bit, it wasn't, you know, that cool. And it ended a lot before the final one. It was actually quite short, the end battle, and there wasn't that much cool stuff in it. Plus. You're watching guys who can't be killed just beat the shit out of each other, and it's kind of like it gets a bit wearing after a while. Plus, you know they're not going to die because they're all in X Men Three, yeah, or one, yeah, or whichever X Men movie's coming out mm. <laughs> that needs them. So, Hugh Jackman's very watchable in it, but the plot just kind of wanders. And all this talk about Ryan Reynolds, he's in it for one bit when they do the one mission you see with the team that are not really Team X at that point. They're just like a team of mutants, and they have Blob and all this kind of stuff. But that's it. When it comes back later, it's a different fucking actor. But is he given like a... He's given a few little funny bits. He's like, he's talking about his sword. He's like, yeah, like the sword. Yeah, it's kind of cooler than claws, isn't it? Oh, but he's talking about the driver cooler than nails, isn't it? Yeah, people remember sword. Yeah, it's like a sword. <laughs> not so quite like, not so quite Rain Man as that, but he's just like, you know, people remember sword. It's kind of cool. It's like, would you ever shut the hell up? And Stryker does say you'd be a hell of a shoulder soldier if I could shut the hell up. Cool. But he does get to show, they do get, the mission is basically, let's show our mutant powers one at a time. Let's not all do them together in case the, the camera wanders. So Agent Zero does his bit, and then Wolverine does a bit of his bit, and the Shriver just climbs up the wall for no real reason. <laughs> and it's like, all right, Wade, you're up. And he's like, right. And he gets out of the, this lift that they know they're going to have trouble with. There's like a room full of guys with guns outside. And he just comes through with the two swords, and he's slicing the bullets out of the air. And at one point, he sliced the bullets so that the two halves go either way of him and kill the two guys behind him. And that's cool. <laughs> cool, cool. And Ryan Reynolds, he sells it? He sells it, yeah. Cool. Like even at the end, he's like, you know, he walk your mind. He, he says something funny. Striker walks past and says that line about shut the hell up. And then he even does a little funny little salute <laughs> as, as, as that, that striker does not even see. Then Houston's quite good at striker. He has this restrained menace all the way through it. I wasn't. I did not once think of uh, Brian Cox. Really? Yeah. I was just like, oh, this kind. Because of- I've, I've heard like a couple of people to the contrary. Like they, like some of the reviews just say that Danny Houston's crap in it. No, I, I thought it was nice. That was good. But this creepily, is this- creepily the way he keeps referring to Logan as his friend, even though he's doing this shit to him. Some of the, uh, they tie in with the original movies, but not an awful lot. I think there's one scene with Stryker and his son. Mm-hmm. Prometheus, right? Yep. And that's about it. The worst effect of the whole movie is when Patrick Stewart does his cameo. Yeah, I heard about this. I heard because I hear, it I looks hear it's fucking terrible. I it's hear like, it's, it's rubber vision. And then also, they're integrating CG him with maybe, I'm not sure it's a CG helicopter or a real helicopter, and then they have the kids running up to it, and the perspective's all off, and it just looks like it's three different effects being put at once, and it's just like, ugh. And Scott Summers is totally unnecessary to the story. If they're gonna tie it in, they could have done a hell of a lot better than the tie-ins they did. Right. 
Roy Williams was cool. Gambit wasn't the car crash I thought it was going to be. And the points later on, when he was lit properly, he did look like someone who could carry it off. But earlier on, it was all, you know, uh, dark alleyways and nightclubs and kind of like, you know, he looked like he was wearing fucking eyeliner kind of shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas he wasn't. And it would have been a lot cooler if he'd seen a lot, a lot of that more later, earlier on. It was kind of because of the obstruction of the hair and the light, you couldn't really see what he looked like. And so he just, you, you're, he didn't look like Gambit is all you thought. Whereas then I was like, well, maybe he could pull it off. Right. But he, I doubt he'd be getting another movie. No, I don't think there hasn't been any mention of it. Yeah, but it's taken a big box office. It's just it's just totally unfulfilling. I think it's a real comic book movie in the way that it's the comic books you get between two big name writers that two big events or you know the filler. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like the interesting story happened before it when they were fighting in all those wars and after it, which is the X Men movies, and the middle bit is just kind of. Uh, no, that, that's that's a good way of describing it. Actually, yeah. I would think. <laughs> you would I, think. You I, don't I, think, but you would I, think. I would think. Yeah, I do think. I'm still gonna go see it. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's worth saying. There's some, the helicopter scene is awesome, but there's not enough. There's not enough of that stuff. I don't think. Not enough of the cool like shit. Wolverine does get to some cool stuff, but as I said, the claws look wrong sometimes. They just they're too shiny or something else. Plus, he does the 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 the, 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 sh- the sparks thing off them. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Cool. He's like sparking them up. Yep. It's very cool. So it's like three out of five, I'd say. You know, it's worth seeing just because it's a huge actor is good, Liv Schreiber is good, but don't expect Iron Man. Don't expect Iron Man. No. No, I think uh, we Star Trek is this year's Iron Man. Yeah, oh. totally. Uh, and I think that's also another thing that's just going to kill it is the in the second week. Yeah. The fact that they've just got people, audiences have just got such a better. But then again, even if it drops like seventy percent, it's already made its fucking money back. Exactly. I haven't heard anything actually. Well, it's a bit too early for the box office for Star Trek because it's only just opened. But um, it's going to be huge. They reckon it's probably going to be like 80, 90 million, something like that. Something ridiculous. Because the buzz behind it, I mean, and just like pure positive buzz. Thanks to us. <laughs> I think I've told everyone I know it's fucking awesome. No, uh, so have I. So, yeah. have I. <laughs> so what are you going to see this week again? I saw Behind the Mask, uh, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. This is a very interesting film. It's like kind of like done slightly doc- documentary-ish, mm-hmm. uh, but not quite. Uh, it was directed by this guy, Scott Glosserman. It's his uh, first film. Uh, it's one of these like self-aware horror films, one of yeah. these self-aware slasher flicks, and this one's kind what, of... What, like Jason X? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> it was self-aware. Very self-aware. <laughs> uh, but this is more in, in, more like Scream, yeah. in the sense that the, pe- that the characters in the film are fully aware of the universe they inhabit. Yeah. Um, and in this case, it actually is that universe. This is sort of like an alternate world where... Uh, it, it sort of is, is this what-if scenario of like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. Uh, what if these guys weren't fictional? Yeah. What if they were actually real and you know that they actually like terrorize these small towns and now we're the stuff of legends? Like yeah, they, yeah. they just keep coming back like a fucking curse, you know? One, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is basically uh, about this guy who sees himself as the next fucking big big thing in uh, in, in in slasher lore. Yeah. <laughs> And he's Leslie Vernon, and he invites this uh, camera crew, this uh, like documentary team, this chick who interviews him and takes him, he takes her through it, and the, like a two-man camera crew, to basically follow him as he plans his comeback. Because he's supposedly dead. Oh right, already. Yeah, yeah. He's had the, he has that part of the legend. Uh, well, because what it, what what it is is that um, he was murdered as a young boy, and uh, like th- like like drowned, because uh, you know, the lake. Yeah, because he was all because <laughs> he was all fucked up. And uh, so, so now he's like planning his return. But what's really great about it is that it's done. The guy is a fucking funny guy, Leslie Vernon. Yeah. He's fucking funny, and he takes it really seriously. Like he's training for shit, you know. 
and uh, he's the uh, you know he talks about it so casually, and, and the people like uh, the chick who's interviewing him, and she's constantly like getting like fucked up over it. And you know, it's like, so are you actually gonna do you know? Uh, are, you gonna, are you actually gonna kill people? And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> That's the point. I mean, he's like this personable sort of like young twenty-one-year-old type it's like of guy. German Carnival from the IT crowd. It's uh, he's played by this guy Nathan uh, Beasel, yeah. uh, who I haven't seen in anything, but apparently I, mean, I looked. Exactly. I googled him. He's done quite a bit of TV stuff. Uh, but he's really good in it. Yep. He's like he reminds me actually of my of my friend Greg in the states. The way he like talks, you know, he's, he's he invites them into his in, into the into his house, right? And uh, he's got these two turtles. Yep. It's like oh, I'm so terrible with these guys. I you know I, I go away. I, I you know I go away for a few days. I forget to feed them. <laughs> you know, but bastards just won't die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like yeah, I'm, you know, turtles. I, I only keep pets I can eat. <laughs> you know, and he's like doing all this cardio, and they're interviewing him after, and he's like, you will not believe the amount of cardio that I have to do. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, and she's like, well, why? Why, why all this preparation? It's like, because like, you know, I mean, you gotta be in amazing shape, because you know, you're there looking like, you know, you're walking slow, but everyone else is running the fuck <laughs> You gotta train so when they turn around, you get a quick <laughs> run in. <laughs> you know, and then when they turn around, then when they turn back to see if you're still following, I gotta stop. <laughs> and start walking slow. <laughs> so I mean, it's what one thing that's great about it is that um, it's it's actually a comedy. It really is a comedy, but they take it, but they don't pull their punches when it comes to the killing, when it comes to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. actually like uh, executing the plan. It, uh, they go the whole hog with it. And it's got some very cool like horror cameos in it. Robert England turns up cool. as, uh, as, the as the psychiatrist who's chasing after him, like sort of like the Dr. Loomis <laughs> of the movie. Scott Wilson, uh, he was in uh, Exorcist 3, had a great role in Exorcist 3 as the, as the doctor offs himself. Uh -huh. Awesome, yeah, uh, and he plays uh, Leslie Vernon's best friend, and he's a retired slasher. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny the that's genius. The conversations that they have, you know, it's like they, you know, because they're all naturally like people. Like uh, every time they, they talk about the legends, yeah, just the awe in their eyes, and I was like. You know, it was, it was a different game back then, but then these other guys, you know, Mikey, Fred. <laughs> they, Pick up a ball, change the scene. They, they, they created something that was unheard of. They, you know, they turned themselves into legends. <laughs> Just keep coming back like a fucking curse. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, they, they achieved something that none of us had ever seen before. And like that, that kind of thing. Just the way, and so then Robert England's character turns up because uh, Leslie Vernon, he's talking about how he looks for victims and all that, how you classify them, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, now those, those are your bread, bread and butter people, you know, the athletic jocks, the sorority girls, they're your bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, these guys, are like, you know, the stoners, they don't move so fast. <laughs> so you're, I'm not going to get too much, you know, they're gap filler. You know, it's like just that kind of victim that doesn't really make sense because he's not really connected to anything. But, it's not getting you know, between meals without ruining your appetite. <laughs> he's probably the kind of character that you might have found, you know, interesting like a couple of scenes back. <laughs> he dies early. Yeah, and he just like sort of goes goes into it really... The detail in which it's given to them is just really, really cool. And when Robert England turns up as a psychiatrist is after him, like uh, after they escape, Leslie Vernon is like, Awesome! 
We got an Ahab! <laughs> we got an Ahab! That's fucking brilliant. Because <laughs> every monster's got to have his nemesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? It's Did like you see that? It's like the way the, the superheroes now. Is he monologuing? <laughs> no, but it's it's that kind of movie. And uh, Zelda Rubenstein, the, the that uh, sort of dwarf lady with the, with the fucked up voice from yeah, the, from the Poltergeist. Poltergeist movie. Yeah, yeah. She this turned, house she's is clean. <laughs> She turns up, has a killer little monologue, and then, then, then that's it. <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's funny. Is this like a limited release, or is it just straight to DVD? Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I mean, I had never heard anything about it. I found it on DVD. Yeah. Um, if it did get a release, it was probably really limited. Yeah. Because I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard of this movie, and it's a nice little find. It's it's a nice little find, especially if you are a fan of this. Type, of movie, type yeah. of movie, you know, if you're a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street, and oh, you totally sold me on it. It's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's, I just the way some of his delivery is just so fucking deadpan. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Little bastards just won't die. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, one, one brilliant bit is like you're talking about the closet. Yeah. It's oh. like it's like you. So like, why don't you go? Why not? You know, why why don't I just pull them out? Because the closet, it's sacred. It's like you're a child again. <laughs> it's it's like the womb. It's, you can it's, never get it in the closet. Yeah, it's like you know. So like that's that's it. They're in the closet. They're safe. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fucking brilliant. It really sounds good. I really want to see this now. It's fucking funny. I finished the reviews for this week. Yep, I'm yeah. done. Moving on to the Malaysia and US box office top tens. At number ten, Satang Badeg. Not too sure. Number nine, Not too sure. Number eight, Fast and Furious 4. Haven't seen it yet. Seven, coming soon. Haven't seen it yet. No, seriously, it's coming soon. Coming soon, yeah. Six, Ayan. Number five, The Uninvited. We haven't seen anything recently, have we? Number four, Paul Blart. Number three, The Sniper, Edison Chen. Number two, Osia, Jangan Pile, Jangan Hitam. And at number one, X Men Origins Wolverine going straight at number one. Big surprise there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, it just goes straight to number nine next week when Star Trek comes out. <laughs> and the U.S. box office number, number 10, ten, State, State of Play. Play. Heard good things, but the TV show originally should be better. <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah. Number nine, Hannah Montana the movie. Why is it during every season? There's always like the Hannah Montana or um, you know, like the Jonas, Jonas Brothers. Brothers or... We've had it every fucking week. Except the segment. Number eight, like fighting. Fighting. Chiotel Liberatore beats people up for money. Mm-hmm. Number five, Monsters vs. Aliens. I can't wait to log us to see this. I need to see this now. Can we just go like straight to seven? Like Earth? Oh, Earth, yeah. <laughs> just like skip two. It ain't Earth Day anymore, yeah. fuck okay. it! Okay, that was Earth, Ocean, is that what it was? I didn't see the trailer for it, did you? Uh, no, I didn't either. Sorry, number six, The Soloist. Six, The Soloist. Number five, Monsters vs. Aliens. Oh, yeah. Number four, <laughs> 17 again. 17 again. It's a fucking sack after all. <laughs> fuck him. Number fuck three, him. Obsessed. Three, Obsessed. Number two, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. I saw the trailer for this. It looks quite funny. Did it? Yeah, but it is. It's channeling Scrooge. Dude, I, I more, just, it's, I, it's channeling I, Scrooge more than it's channeling a Christmas Carol. I just cannot watch any movie with Matthew McConaughey in it. Sahara? It's awesome. I cannot watch him. He just there's something about him. <laughs> He's such a cock. <laughs> He's just, you know, even when you look at him in, in, in all the posters, he's got the exact same cock smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, looking <laughs> right in there, it's like, yeah. I'm gonna punch you in the fucking teeth. <laughs> it's like, 
you know, look in the dictionary under punchables. Like, yeah, I gave on the cover. On him on the cover. Well, the trailer looks good. And Michael Douglas in it as his lecherous dad who yeah. taught him to be a lech. And he's breaking up with girls on video conference and has three of them going, sorry, girls, it's not going to work out. He's all actually has, you know. He's like the he's like the American Michael Caine. Yeah, he only has one voice. His voice. <laughs> one, you're doing, one you're act- in a bit of a service. He's a new movie coming called Are You There? It's supposed to be excellent. Kid from. Um, Is anybody there? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that looks really good. But finally, finish up the UK box office top ten. Number one, X Men Origins Wolverine. Wolverine, sneaky, sneaky, snowing. Snowing. We have to get in there somewhere, <laughs> didn't you? But, what uh, I was doing just now was uh, imitating Wolverine, Bruce Berserker. What he's doing just now is imitating Jay from uh, Marats outside the pet shop. I never would have guessed. So uh, that's it for this week. I don't know what we're going to do next week. You know, I might have to do some hidden gems because Terminator's there for another three weeks. Yep. We'll find something. We'll see what we'll see what else is playing on. Yeah. Knowing might still be on. Still yeah, let's time. check out Knowing. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Yeah. We've got to have a signature sign on. Do-do-do-do-do-do.